Hey guys, TJ here. We're continuing the conversation around relationships in this specific episode, how to have healthy relationships starting with the foundation. Honestly, if I think back to this season, this should have been episode one, and it's specifically speaking to the topic of authority and agreement and how that can actually be your best friend or your worst enemy when it comes to relationships. I'm talking professionally, I'm talking personally, I'm talking romantically, I'm talking with friends. This is absolutely key. And honestly, I think it's something that a lot of us would really benefit from, regardless of how we think about relationships, but just our own mindset daily and how we're making decisions. This episode and helping you raise your awareness to authority, talking about my journey, the inner wrestle, the struggle with giving God authority over my life, what that looked like, and answering some questions. This is from a Facebook and Instagram live, and I wanted to make sure you guys got the audio. Um, I also want to let you know about just the rest of the episodes on the podcast. Um, If you haven't listened to them, please go ahead and check those out, especially the first season. Somebody just texted me the other day and said, hey, I just listened to the first season, uh, the episode on control, and man, I had something to take away time and time again every time I came back to it. And I share that only to say, I really believe when I'm speaking from the heart, I don't really have an agenda or a script. Um, I do have an intention. I do have a, a goal in mind, but I really believe that the the topics that I'm talking about and that we're sharing about are timeless. They're meant to withstand the test of time. And so if you haven't checked those out, I would encourage you to. Also, really, really, really appreciate anybody leaving a rating and review. Thank you guys so much because that's really helpful for us. If at any point... Um, you know, you say, Hey, I would love to connect with these guys and just learn more about who they are, what they do. And, and, um, you know, just see if that can be a value or a benefit to me. Look, we're working with people like you, um, on a regular basis and we do private coaching, uh, for smart leaders, thoughtful leaders who love Jesus and want to succeed in life and business. So if that's you, if that resonates, go ahead and contact me. You can Check us out on the website, tjleffler.com, of course, but the best thing that you can do is just message me. Just message me directly. We're very personal, um, and uh, you can find me on Instagram. You can find me on LinkedIn. You can find me on Facebook, on all the platforms that you might be on. Uh, I appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for being here, and enjoy. It was on Facebook. Somebody give me a comment that you can hear me because I did 40 uh, 40, 45 minutes the other day of uh, recording where you, you couldn't hear me. And somebody finally said on Facebook, there's no sound. <laughs> it was 40, 45 minutes later. So if you're on Facebook, just give me a quick like if you can hear me. Um, really helpful. Good. I'm good. I'm glad on Instagram you guys can hear me. It's good to see you guys. What's up, Kat? Kat's on her team, and I just saw her for like about three hours today on these calls we were on. Um, okay, so the the topic today is the topic today is how to have healthy relationships, and we're in, we're in part three of this. But really, this this should be part one. Uh, what I'm about to share should be part one. And if you haven't already, if you're if you're watching on Instagram, you guys can go to um, my bio and you can get the link for the podcast there. And if you're on Facebook, it's in the comments. Uh, but all of season four of the podcast is dedicated to, to relationships. And it's so important that we talk about it. It's one of the three key areas 
that that we talk about with clients, relationships, health, and wealth. And um, if look, if your relationships are messed up, you, you have a less than fulfilling life, period. Um, it's just that simple. If your relationships are messed up, you're going to have a less than fulfilling life. So uh, I'm not here to say my relationships are perfect. I'm here to say I've had a lot of growth in my relationships. And I was frankly a guy who used to think, man, I have great relationships. And and that's true. I, I did have great relationships, but there was also a lot of unhealthy, a lot of uh, unhealthy aspects or dysfunction in it. Uh, there's a lot of unhealthy aspects or dysfunction in it. What's going on, guys? Good to see you. So I share all that to say, you know, my wife and I, in the first three episodes of this season, season four, shared about our journey and some of the uh, some of the things that we've gone through vulnerably and the growth that we've had. And I'm talking specifically romantically and romantic relationship from the time we were dating until the time we got married. And and then in the the next several episodes, how to have healthy relationships, part one and two, and talk about the signs of unhealthy relationships. And we talk about the signs of healthy relationships. And today I want to talk about the foundation for all of it, the foundation for all of it. And when you think about having healthy relationships, the number one thing, whether this is friendships or romantic or whatever it might be, the number one thing that you need to have is agreement. You need to have agreement. And specifically over what? You need to have agreement over who or what you have given authority to. You need to have agreement over who or what you've given authority to. Now think about this for a second, okay? If you're trying to have a difficult conversation with somebody and you have a disagreement over who is the authority, what is the authority, well, then you're never going to come to a conclusion about whatever that topic might be. So specifically, a really simple example is if you don't believe the Bible to be true, and you're in a conversation with somebody, well, then there will be a disagreement about certain things, okay? So who or what have you given authority to? Now, this is, I'm not even talking about the Bible. Let's just get to real, like, simple stuff so on a, on a day-to-day basis. You know, if you've given authority to the New York Times and somebody else has given authority to, uh, I don't know, Fox News, I'm just giving two uh, wide ends of the spectrum, well, then, of course, you're going to have you're going to have disagreement because of who you've given authority to. Right. And so when you think about relationships, especially when it comes to romantic relationships, I've noticed this in my own life. But we need to get clear on who or what we've given authority to. And for a lot of us, we've given authority to maybe what our parents. And there's nothing and, and, and to be genuine and sincere. There's nothing bad about giving authority to your parents. But do your parents have the first and last say in your life? Right. That your parents have the first and last say in your life. And, you know, if, if that's what's governing your decisions and your relationships, well, then, of course, you're going to run into a problem or conflict where you might not be able to get over it. Because guess what? Uh, the other person might not have given your parents the authority, first and last authority in their life naturally. And so when it comes to having healthy relationships, the foundation is agreement in the authority in which you've given uh that other person, or in, in the case with my wife and I, we've come to a mutual agreement of, hey, I give authority to Jesus first and last. And anywhere in between, yes, I accept wise counsel and I submit to different maybe people that I've given authority to in my life. However, this is the beginning and the end for me. And, and the same is true for her. 
Now, that's something that is is not just easy. It may be easy to say, but to actually live out, that's very difficult to do. And that's something that you have to do daily is you have to choose who or what you give authority to. Now, think about this. You can look at who or what you've given authority to in your life just by simply looking at where you spend money, where you spend your, your time, energy, and attention. Think about the first things that we do. And I'm speaking, you know, I'm speaking to myself here. I'm not perfect. All right, I'm committed to growth, not perfection. So let's get that 100% straight. All right. So when you think about who or what you've given authority to in your life, I mean, it's really as simple as how you start your day. It's really as simple as how you start your day. Think about that and where you give authority in terms of when you wake up in the morning, what's the first thing that you do? Who's the first person you go to? And, and really, who do you bring your decisions to? Who do you bring your decisions to? If you think about a filter, like what is your filter, your first and last filter in your life? And for me, one of the biggest challenges of my life was allowing God to be my first and last filter. That was one of the biggest challenges for me. It's called surrender. And accepting the fact that I don't know everything, Lord, you, you do, and I don't. And so since what I don't know is greater than what I know, I need to submit to your understanding, not my own ways and my understanding, right? That's what I need to submit to. And that's really hard for me to do because that means that I have to surrender what I may believe to be true or my understanding of, of a situation or the right thing to do because I have to come to you and say, Lord, what do you say about this? I'm giving you authority. So what do you say about this? And that can be really difficult to do. I started to see this in my prayer life. I remember from a young age, I was, uh, you know, maybe five years old, I can think back to, right? And that's, that's, this is approximate. But I remember I would pray on my own. I don't remember being taught how to pray. I just remember praying on my own. And I remember my prayers used to go something like, Lord, keep my family safe, healthy, and happy. Keep my family safe, healthy, and happy, right? And then as I got older and I started to realize I'm not in full control of my life, um, and so I, I, and I realized God's not like a genie in a bottle and he's not going to do what I say. You know, it's like God do this and he's not going to do that. In other words, um, you know, in his perfect design, uh, things would look different. It's called heaven. Uh, but in his, in, in the imperfection of what we have in creation right now, uh, there are things that don't necessarily go according to his design. I started to realize this through things like death. And I experienced death at a young age. I started to experience death through you know, friendship, a friend dying. And then I started to experience near death through family and having that come closer to me. And then I started to realize, oh my gosh, like, all right, well, I'm not in full control of this thing. Who is? And I need to get real about this. And so, well, what does that mean? Can I trust a higher being? Can I trust something, you know, beyond me? If I'm not in full control of this thing, if there's things that are happening that I don't necessarily um, see that are good things. And like, I kind of had this wrestle of where is my control? Where's my control lie? And so what I would come to, you know, in my prayer life, I'm just kind of fast forwarding from five years old to maybe then my teenage years when I started to realize, okay, God, um, I'll keep my family safe, health and happy. And like, if, if there's something that I need to do that you're asking of me, uh, you know, help me, understand what that is. That That's kind of like what my prayer life turned into. I was like, okay, maybe I'll allow you into my life. <laughs> maybe I'll allow you to speak into my life, God. But I was, I was very much like, nope, 
I just want to have my safe bubble, keep me safe, healthy, and happy, and prevent me from any suffering. That's how I tried to like live my life, right? And, and if you're watching on Facebook, I got a closed fist right now, and it's called white knuckling, right? Non, non-surrendered life. And, and so then as I got into my 20s, I, I really had my last attempt at, at white knuckling where I was just striving and trying to perform and achieve. And my prayers started turning into, God, you know what? Whatever it is that you have for me has got to be better than whatever I got myself into because I thought that this and that money and prestige or whatever, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, would give me what I thought I needed. And it didn't give me what I wanted. And what I thought I needed might be different than what I actually need. So help me. It just turned into help me. Lord, help me. That was my prayer. Just help me. And I started slowly surrendering my life and giving him authority. Right. I started slowly. It was like literally I'm white knuckling this thing and like he's slowly pulling the fingers off of the handlebar, you know, but really he's not pulling him. He's saying, hey, do you trust me? He's saying, hey, do you trust me? Because he's not a God of condemnation. Right. He's a God of 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 conviction. And so when it's conviction, he gives you the choice. He says, hey, this is so compelling. It's worth it. But it's your choice but it's your choice. And so what that looked like for me in my prayer life turned into, okay, God, I give you my, I give you authority. Cause I don't know anymore. It just, it looked, that's as honest as I can be. I give you authority. Cause I don't know anymore. All right. So now if you're paying attention, right, if you're listening, you can hear the foundation here is in giving God authority. And that was the starting point for relationships changing for me. Think about this. The foundation was in giving God authority for my relationships in my life to start changing for me. Now, what that means is I started to see myself differently. What that means is I started to see others differently. Instead of seeing everybody through my own pain, I started to see them through the healing God had done in me. I started to see people through the lens in which God sees. That's what I started to see. The foundation of change in my relationship started with who or what I gave authority to and allowing God to have authority because he's a good father. I was able to start to see through his lens because he's all knowing. I was able to see, I didn't become all knowing. I just started to discover things that he had already been seeing. Right. And so he started to open my eyes. I'm not talking my physical eyes. I'm talking eyes of my heart to see the unseen. Think about this now. See the unseen. We live in the natural world. That's nature. You can see nature, right? But there's the supernatural, which is the unseen. We have supernatural and natural together here in this world, right? And so supernatural is unseen. Natural is seen. I started to have my eyes open to the unseen. It's crazy when you think about it, but it was all because I gave him authority. I gave him authority over my life. I said, Lord, I, you know what? I got myself into a bind. I got myself into a situation here, and I don't really know how to get out of it, so help. And that's what surrender looked like for me. That's what giving God authority looked like for me. And I was encouraged each step of the way because he was able to give me um I would say, I call it the breadcrumbs. He was able to give me breadcrumbs, give me the breadcrumbs that show me that I could trust him. And what that looked like practically for me would be, for example, I would have small encounters at certain times in my life where, and I use the word encounter intentionally. I would have small, I'm not talking religion. I'm not talking law. uh, I'm talking encounter, like, like real life, everyday life, like not sitting at the kitchen table, praying over breakfast, like you know, it can happen there too, but I would have these like encounters with people. And specifically it started um, in many ways when I was talking with uh, people who were homeless on the street, I would have these wild like kind of encounters with God, encounter with God moments. And 
I would start weeping and all these other things. And I, I just like, he started transforming my heart as I would just be talking with people daily and people would be opening up to me. Um, and I would start to see things about their life that I, that I hadn't seen before. He started showing me things about uh, who they were and, in, and giving me words to encourage them, gifts that I had been given from a young age, but really he started to help them come to life as I started giving him more authority. Okay. And meanwhile, I was still living what I would call a double life. I was still living, you know, a double minded life where I'd given money full authority over my life. Right. And that let that, well, that's deception and it led to destruction. So I was still kind of like, I was working on wall street. I'd given money authority and I'd still year for years after had to, uh, and, and then he started saying, Hey, but I'm over here and I'm better for you. I'm better for you because the truth sets you free and I'm the truth. I'm the way to light. And so I'm going to set you free. You're going to be able to live with freedom with me. If you want that, that's your choice. And I'm here, just give me authority. And so as I started doing that, he started showing me that I could trust him. I started slowly kind of closing my mind to the authority that I had given maybe other people's opinions, uh, whether it's money or, or, you know, reputation and how they perceive me and, and all these other things. So he started to help me kind of move in that direction. And those encounters on the street definitely helped. The encounters at home definitely helped. As I would sit there, I would just read the Bible. I just read Proverbs, not because anybody told me to, uh, not because... Um, somebody said, if you say the, our father 15 times, you're going to be getting into heaven. No, it was like, I want to know the truth. And I have no idea what I believe anymore. I was raised Catholic and I had all these questions and I just needed to do my own investigation, so to speak. And he started highlighting to me things in the Bible, specifically in Proverbs, which is actually where you go for wisdom. Um, and it's thousands of years old, ancient rabbinical wisdom in Proverbs right there available to you. And it's withstood the test of time. There's a whole a lot more I could say about that. But he started showing me things that are personal to me. He started showing me that I could trust him in giving him authority because of the things that he would show me that were personal to me within Proverbs. And I remember I would write them down and I would like, I would, I would write the date, I would write the time, and I would say, This reminds me of this person. This reminds me of this situation. This actually solved my problem. And I started to see, oh my gosh, it actually solved my problem. I can trust him. Meaning if I really trust that the Bible is of him, I know there's been translations, but if I trust that Holy Spirit works with scripture and, and Holy Spirit was speaking to me and I didn't have language for this at the time, but that's what was happening, right? I wasn't on a read your Bible in a year plan. I was on a open my Bible and pray to God, help me plan. And so that's what I was doing. And as I would do that, he would start to speak to me specifically at the time that I needed. And it was exactly what I needed. And he gave me peace that surpassed understanding as I gave him more authority. And then he started to change my life through all the healing that he was doing inside of me. And I'm talking inner healing. I'm talking healing in my heart. He started to change my life. And that practically looked like my life actually changing. I mean, I, I left my job. I went through a whole lot of wrestle and struggle and all this other stuff. And then ended up doing a full 180. I was in finance on Wall Street. And then I did a full 180. And... You know, then I married a woman I, I never could have even thought of that I would be like, oh my gosh, that's the person that I'm going to be with. I just didn't even know. She wasn't even, I, the idea of her wasn't even on my mind. It was like the best gift ever. And I didn't even think I was ready for a relationship. I had been, I had so much shame from how I treated women and it was quiet shame too. Like I was just emotionally unhealthy or didn't respect physical boundaries or whatever it was. I had so much shame and he was helping me go through forgiveness and healing and, and then he puts this woman in my life and I'm like, oh my gosh, 
God, I've given you authority over my life and you're actually leading me to a woman when I don't think that I'm worthy or even have the capability, the capacity to date somebody. And that's what's cool is I gave him authority and then he started actually leading me into the life that I actually wanted to lead rather than the life that I had really tried to lead on my own through striving and giving money or other people's opinions or all these other things authority, right? So think about this now. Think about this. I've got a question over here on IG. I want you to think about what I'm saying with regards to authority because the foundation is to give God authority and then you're able to start to see the change you need to operate from a place of being healthy. Now I was starting to see the world, not through my own pain, but through God's perspective. And as I saw it through his perspective, and as I started hearing his voice a little bit more clearly than testing, hearing more clearly and seeing, oh my gosh, God, you're a good leader. You're leading me to the places that I need to be. As I started doing that, I actually started to see, oh my gosh, this is the key. This is the key to relationships. And who would have thought it starts with God, then self, then others? Because as, he, as I gave him authority, he changed the way that I saw myself, which changes the way that I treat others. And now, even now, it's challenging, but now I'll start to see more often than not that I see life less through my own pain and just by the grace of God, in Jesus' name, I see life through less of my own pain and more of what other people are struggling with. And, and this may be a perfect example of this is I get um, I, on Instagram every once in a while, I'll show like hate mail, which is I get like all kinds of comments on um, whether it's a, an ad I've posted or whatever. Normally it's an ad I've posted and I get some comments and people are very disrupted by it. And, and, I, and I've like, I don't know how, but by the grace of God, he's just given me this kind of like inner security where I used to have insecurity and he's given me inse uh, inner security in knowing like, hey, TJ, like they have no idea who you are and they also don't have a good representation of me either. And it's like this understanding to see it through transformed pain allows me to have, and this is a wild word, compassion to not react, but instead seek understanding right? To seek understanding. And it changes the way that I respond to people. And we see this happen all the time with clients. When you start to change the way you see yourself through the perspective that God has of you, you change the way you treat others. Now, I'm not perfect. And you can ask my wife about this because there are times, oh man, I didn't eat on time and I'm starting to get irritable. I didn't do this or I didn't do that. And, but the key is that because I've given God authority, I'm open to correction. I'm, and I'm clear about that with her. I'm open to correction. The key is because I know she has given God authority. I know she's open to correction too. So when conflict comes, not just between us, but then when you think about with other people who maybe haven't given, given God authority, when conflict comes, well, guess what? I'm not really subject to their opinion. I'm subject to say, God, okay, this is what you say or what I thought you said. Help me, like correct me, give me instruction I need, help me, direct me. Uh, give me the grace I need, give me the strength I need, whatever it is, because I know if I give you the authority, you actually have the power to change. You have the power to change me. Other people, well, they can influence me, but they don't have the keys. And, and so because I've given you the keys and you're almighty all knowing, I know that the change you can do in me is much greater than anybody else if I'd given them authority, including, for example, money. Now, I know, I know people have got different questions. I'm going to answer this one here. Okay. It's interesting when you're able to see the difference between a worldview lens 
and a lens of God. I think it's a lens of God. I didn't know if there was a question there, but I believe that is an accurate statement. That's for sure. I believe that's an accurate statement. If you guys have questions, go ahead and post them in the comments or post it in the questions section. I would love to try and answer them if I can. If I can't, I'll tell you. I'll tell you I can't, uh, but I would love to try and answer them if I can. So I hope that you're able to start to see, just even through this kind of anecdotal journey around how giving God authority really can start to change the way that you not only see yourself, but then as a result, see someone else. And one of the things that I find us you know, really struggling with is the idea of, of being double-minded, um, where we said, hey, God, I give you authority, but let me do what I want, right? I've given you authority, just let me do what I want over here. And then the other thing that I see is the inner conflict from thinking that that what I want is different than what God wants. And honestly, if we give our heart to him and we say, Lord, okay, I just give my heart to you. I, I believe that the desires you placed in my heart are true. And I know that desires that are not fulfilled become twisted. And so as a result, I choose to submit my desires to you because I know I've had desires in my life that have been unmet. And I'm not going to give those or come up with an expectation for somebody else to fulfill those desires that have been unmet in a way that they'll never be able to fulfill. The void in my heart, the void in my life that I've had in existence since the beginning of my time here when I landed on this earth, I'm not going to push that expectation that somebody else can fulfill that for me in a relationship romantically, in a friendship or whatever it might be. Because I choose to give you authority. I choose to submit my, de my desires for fulfilling life, but also fulfilling healthy relationships by your design to you. Now, I need your help. Help me help myself, right? Help me help myself. And that's where the personal responsibility aspect comes in. As you evaluate yourself, and you don't want to look at yourself through a, a critical lens in an unhealthy way. What you want to do is you want to say, God, I know that I may have given authority to people in my life that aren't deserving, that that it's not healthy, um, and it might have led to dysfunction in my life. I don't need to know all the ins and outs. I don't need to actually figure out and go problem hunting. I know that the solution is with you, right? I know that the solution is with you. And so if you're listening right now, I believe this is a word potentially for you where you could say, and you choose to receive this or not. By the way, having healthy authority, you choose to receive this or not, okay? So you choose what you come into agreement with. If you do not agree with that for your life, well, then you don't have to agree with that. But that's your choice. And that's the cool thing about what God does is he gives us the opportunity to say yes. He gives us the opportunity to say yes to him, to say yes to his decisions, to say yes to things he's presenting to us, right? He gives us the opportunity because he's a gentleman. And he's allowing us, yes, he's a sovereign God. He's also a, a gentleman and he'll allow us to make decisions for ourselves. And I know that just through the simple act, I get to believe in him or not. And so the, the, the crazy part about this whole thing is like when we submit to him and when we give him the opportunity to have authority in our lives, what he'll often do is he'll say, what do you want? What do you believe? And the, the amazing thing is it says in the Bible that God is a rewarder. It says in the Bible, he's a rewarder. And I once heard, I think it was Bill Johnson, maybe somebody else, and said, well, you can't reward somebody if there wasn't a choice. And that's what's amazing about it is you give God authority over your life and he gives you the choice of what to do. And, and frankly, he'll instruct you. He'll instruct you on what to do, whether that's in your relationships or other things that you might have circling, other things that might be in question. Um, these are things that are all just 
important as you're laying the foundation that you'll start to see change as you give God more authority in your life. So anyway, you guys have any questions for me on Instagram or on Facebook, I'd be happy to answer them. Um, But in the absence of questions, I can work on closing. Any questions specifically, just even in the topic of authority, who or what you give authority to, how you might think about that for yourself, your life, what the practical application might be. And even just thinking about that with the practical application and, and authority. Okay. When you think about authority, you think about the word author. Okay. And author is the, the narrator, right? It's the narrator of, of our story. Um, I don't know if author and narrator are synonymous, but you get the idea, right? Somebody is the author. Somebody is the creator of our story. All right. And, and I'll kind of like leave you with this in the absence of any questions, if there are none, but who are you giving authority to, to be the author of your story? It's as simple as that. Is it going to be money? Cause we all do it. We give, we give authority away. Is it going to be money? Is it going to be somebody else's opinion? Is it going to be your family? Is it going to be your significant other, your wife, your husband, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whoever? Is it going to be your friend from high school who you haven't seen in 10 years but made that one comment to you that one time? Is it going to be that person that you used to work with in a toxic work environment that maybe they were at a different point in their life and maybe they said something that they didn't mean to say, like we've all done, and maybe it just stuck with you in the memory bank somewhere and it's the program you operate from? Right? Who are you going to give authority to in your life to tell your story, a story that God has given you the pen to actually write with? And the end of, at the end of the day, I really believe he wants us to, to be the author, uh, but he wants us to listen to him for maybe some guidance, some instruction to, to say, hey, I'm giving you the choice. This is what it could be. Would you want to write that story? I think he wants to do that for us. All right. I think he wants to do that for us. And it's the foundation for healthy relationships. When you give God authority, you change the way you see yourself. You change the way you see others. I talk a little bit about that in the um, part two of how to have healthy relationships. If you guys are listening on Instagram, if you're on Facebook and you're listening and you haven't listened already, um, check out the podcast season four, Mindset with TJ, uh, season four on relationships. We do have a question on Facebook very quickly. Um, what's a practical way to approach an unhealthy authority of money? Yeah, it's really simple. Is um, money, one of the reasons why the principle of giving works for people, and I'm talking about the principle of giving, I'm not talking about the heart and prosperity stuff and all that. Principle of giving, all right. So let me just explain principles very quickly. You don't have to be a good person to know how to fly, all right? So you just need to understand the laws of gravity, natural laws of gravity, lift, landing, etc. All right. You don't have to be a good person. So you just need to know the principles of God's design. One of the principles of God's design is giving. And so what that practically looks like is when you give, you actually get, you receive the gift is with the giver. So think about this, right? So when you think about the practical way to approach an unhealthy authority of money, one of the practical ways to fight that is to actually understand the principle of his design and giving. And what that means is he likes a cheerful giver. He didn't say, you know, give everything away to be holy. Um, he likes a cheerful giver. And one of the keys in having a right relationship with money, and man, that's a deep one for me. One of the keys and a practical way to do it is to make sure that uh, you bring that to God and you say, Lord, if I want to give you full authority, then I want to invest into you. And so whatever that might look like, by the way, you know, the way that I've heard that from the Lord and understand that from the Lord might be different than the way it looks for you. 
And so I would come to him in your personal relationship, or I'm not talking religion. I would come to him in your personal relationship with Jesus. I would say, Lord, what does it look like to give to you? What does it look like? Like, what are you doing? And how can I give you authority over my money? And what that means is, again, it's not giving everything away to be holy. It's the idea of you've given me responsibility and you want to grow things and money can grow things. And so if you want me to uh, give, what do you want me to give to? And that's a really simple starting point. The other thing that I've learned that's really helpful in breaking the authority of money is actually learning how to receive. And very few people will talk about that. But when I started getting checks in the mail, and this is a crazy story, I started getting checks in the mail. People would say, hey, you know, we're so grateful to be a part of what God's doing in your life and your gifting that you're that you've chosen to step into despite uncertainty or whatever it might be is you know paraphrase summary from people I hardly knew I I, I hardly knew them and I got twenty five hundred dollars in the mail and then I had another friend's brother send me a thousand dollars hey my wife and I were praying we heard you know hey you could use some um, some rain and we wanted to bless you with this and I was like man I didn't grow up with any of that I didn't grow up with people just giving you money you had to earn everything. And what God was showing me is he was showing me how to actually loosen my grip of authority, that I loosen my grip on money and stop giving money so much authority by just learning how to receive. He learned, he taught me, hey, TJ, is this about you and that person or is this about you and me? And as soon as I started to realize that, I was like, wow, okay, I've given way too much authority over money, way too much uh, connection and agreement to the idea that I need to earn this money for that thing and all that, et cetera, et cetera. It's a longer story that I'll shorten by saying it's important to understand the principle of giving. It's also important. And I would say almost even arguably more important to understand the principle of receiving to break that authority, unhealthy authority that you might have given to money. Another question we had here, can you talk about the inner wrestling and how you got through them, please? Yeah. Do you have a specific question about the inner wrestling or are you just talking about what I'm hearing is surrender? Right. So the question that I'm hearing is, hey, can you talk about how you surrendered your life? Because that's ultimately what about that's ultimately what what authority is when you're giving God authority over your life, you're surrendering it. All right. And so some people think that I mean, I need to leave my job and go into ministry full time. Hey, what if your job is ministry? Like what if you are ministering in your job? What if the way you know ministry to be looks different than what it looked like traditionally? What if you know what if God has a different kind of vision for that? Uh, the all-knowing. It's possible. Maybe it's possible, right? But we have extreme thinking, black and white. And I think one of the reasons that we struggle in giving God authority over our lives is because of our extreme thinking. And that's developed and cultivated through maybe poor teaching. Um, I, I'm not going to blame people because I think people operate just like myself right now. We operate from places of understanding at our current time. I listen to stuff that I made like three years ago, and I'm like, wow, I have a way different perspective on that now. I have a way different perspective on that now because God's brought me through a lot. I've gone through maturity spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically. I've gone through maturity um, just in terms of like what God's shown to me and hearing God's voice and responding, right? And so I'm like, wow, there's a lot of things that I maybe see now that I didn't understand then. So when I say maybe poor teaching or this or that or the other, what I'm saying is, uh, God has to be the start and end, and it's your choice as to whether you want to give him that. And I really believe that if you come to him authentically, um, understanding that it may be a wrestle, and that's okay because Israel means wrestles with God, right? And so if his children, Israel, wrestle with him, well, guess what? It doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. It's kind of expected by the name. 
it's expected. And so when you think about, well, you know, I might have a little wrestle with God in order to really fully surrender my life to him. That doesn't mean that you're heading the wrong direction. Um, I think people think resistance is often a sign that you need to stop. And honestly, anybody who's ever been in the gym and knows what they're doing will tell you like resistance is how you get stronger, right? Resistance is how you get stronger. So I think it's important that we have different wrestles in our lives, different um, areas of our life that we might need to, to get stronger in. And I think it's important that in that process, we recognize that's expected. So that's, I guess that's all I'll say about that. I don't know if that fully answers your question around the inner wrestle and how you get through it. I will say one of the key beliefs that we need to, to really kind of evaluate is um, if you think about inner conflict, it's really a conflict of two different beliefs. And so when I say key beliefs, I'm talking about the two beliefs you might have conflict in. So for example, I was talking about somebody, I was talking with somebody earlier over chat and they said, hey, you know, I'm really wrestling. Do, how do I live a life where essentially God's proud of me, but still live a normal life? And I was like, hmm, well, the conflict sounds like your normal life is a life where God's not proud of you. Is it about what your understanding of what a life is where God's proud of you, right? So it's understanding like where, what are the two beliefs that I have and how are they actually in conflict? What if they're not in conflict? What if a normal life, uh, by your definition of normal and a life where God's proud of you, by your definition of what God, God, you know, living a life where God's proud of you, what if those are actually not too different? And what if, what if those are actually the same? What would that mean for you? All right. And so checking those two kind of beliefs that might seem in opposition and seeing, testing those a little bit and saying, Lord, I, I kind of have these core beliefs that are maybe a little bit opposed in my initial thinking. So help me, help me start thinking about how to, how to reconcile these two. I think for anybody wrestling, that'll really help you. But I also know that one of the reasons that I have a job is because people need clarity and questions uh, in, in that process, just because it's really hard to do some of that internal rewiring, some of that identifying while you're kind of like looking at yourself, right? Now, I firmly believe, and this is one of the things that we do, I firmly believe you have to put yourself in, just put yourself in the right environment. God can reveal that to you. You don't need somebody else asking the questions for you, but I also know it's really helpful to put yourself in the right environment. A lot of people are struggling with that. And I'm not talking about environment here. I'm talking about environment here, right? And in your heart, in your mind, and in your heart. A lot of people have poor environments in their mind and their heart, and that's actually keeping them stuck in the bondage that they've had. Um, I will say the last thing, the last thing that I will, um, and I appreciate you asking that question. The last thing that I'd like to just maybe touch on is if you have struggled with giving God authority in your life, just give him authority over your life. It's that simple. It's your choice. Now, I know that he's a good father. That's for you to discover, all right? And we all have our journey, and I understand we're all in different places, myself included. So this is not a judgment. This is an observation that when we struggle with giving God authority, it's because we have not fully understood who he is in his character, because we haven't fully been able to um, test if he's a good leader in our own lives, okay? And I really believe that that's important for us to do that in our own journeys, authentically, uniquely, individually. I know it looks different for everybody, um, but I really believe, and I'm talking, when I'm talking about God in my context, I'm talking about Jesus, God of the Bible. And I really believe like that 
has completely changed my life. As soon as I said, Lord, you know what? I don't fully understand everything. There's a lot of intellectual hurdles and this and that, but, but this is what I believe. And, and, you know, help me, help myself, help me understand. And he has been so faithful, so kind, and so, um, so giving is really the word. As I've grown in giving him authority, he actually gives me more authority too. And that's what's really cool about it. Um, so I encourage you to do this stuff daily. Um, David, uh, I'll leave this with you guys. David said here on time, if you have the mind of a champion, then you'll find the right environment. And I really believe that. Um, set your mind to higher things, not the things of this world. Okay. Set your mind to higher things. And, uh, and by the way, those, those higher things can be brought into this world. That's what's awesome about it is when you set your mind to higher things, you'll bring those higher things into this world. It's called heaven on earth. We don't have to wait for heaven. We can have it right now. All right. So the foundation to your healthy relationships is giving God authority, coming into agreement with that uh, in any relationship that you're in. But especially, 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 I would highly, strongly encourage romantically, like that has to be key for you guys to really thrive and grow. Um, I really believe that having a mutual understanding of who or what you give authority to, man, that is absolutely key. So thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate you. Go ahead and check out the podcast. Um, if you're listening on Facebook or IG live, if you're already on the podcast, um, would appreciate if you guys do get value, just leave a rating or review, um, really helpful. So other people can actually see uh, when they're searching for things to work on their mindset so they can actually see what's available to them. All right. Thanks guys. I appreciate you.